Yeah, well, I mean, feel free to start us off oh with a song. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Go on, do something. Come on. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. I'll have one. I'll have one. You're listening to Behind the Clipboard, event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle and beyond. We're giving you the Insider Toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to go backstage with your hosts, Tamara Cook, Crystal Thane and Melissa Howie. Get ready for some smooth, sultry talk in the green room today, where we are joined by Perth's jazz performer of choice, Catherine Summers. With an incredible vocal range and onstage charisma, Catherine joins us today to talk about being a performer and what event professionals need to know about putting on a memorable event. Welcome to the green room, Catherine. Hi, Welcome. thanks for having me, ladies. Welcome. So tell us a bit more about yourself, Catherine. I've been performing professionally speaking for about nine years, all in Perth. So I have an English accent that kind of flits in between Essex, Sussex, posh, in it. No, I mean, I don't know. It's just this mix <laughs> where of where I've like, lived. Where did you grow up? Super strong. Island? I grew up uh, in Sussex. My, my mother answers the phone like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, right. But we were, I mean, we were very poor, but she still, you know, had this air of Mrs. What? Bouquet style? Yeah. Oh, you're a bit close for comfort there. <laughs> but that's for another day. Um, and then I moved... To, we, we lived in, in Paris, just outside Paris for a little bit and then I moved to Essex so like kind of got this kind of something something <laughs> <laughs> and then when I go back to the UK all my friends are like you sound so Australian so there's some Australian in there as well I, it's a mix of everything um, but yeah I mean I'm I, I moved over here I wasn't a professional uh, singer then and back then I was sort of on the cusp of just having it as a professional hobby and just really enjoying it uh, and I suppose developing my voice I, I wasn't very good I don't think looking back now uh, I could sing in tune but it wasn't you know I, I couldn't harness and think what I really wanted to do and now I can which is really wonderful to be able to do because you, you surprise yourself every day and it's really nice uh, so did you move over on your own or did you yeah yeah no I came all on my own I was in the UK hanging out with mates and uh, a lot of, a lot of them were Australian and London is very transient uh, and you can sort of meet people that sort of are working in London and they're moving on or moving out and a lot of my friends at the time were from Perth and they suddenly all decided to up sticks and move back home, all my girlfriends. Uh, said, I'm and coming. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> and I got me. this phone call saying, oh, we're overlooking the ocean having sparkling for JoJo's Hens Day. And I'd just been spray rained on. <laughs> and I, I was working in this design agency in Hammersmith. Uh, it was a really funky design agency, like top of the range job for me at the time. I was um, working in, in marketing and design. I'm a design, I was a designer. And um, I just... I just sat there listening to this phone call thinking, I don't want to be spray rained on anymore. <laughs> and it's really expensive to live in London. I mean, as a designer, I went back recently and a lot of creatives have moved out of London mm. because it's just, I mean, they'll travel in to go to work. It's just, it's very, very, it's a difficult place. And if you, you know, aren't 
up there with the salaries and does mm. you know cr- anything creative really at the time no one can afford zone one no <laughs> no so then I, mo- I moved out here um and just I was, as I said professional hobby but people liked what I was doing and what I was putting out in the world and uh it's continued and I've always said at shows like I'll always continue if people still want me to perform and it, they do so it's really really exciting like I'm really you know like it's very exciting at the moment. Yeah, hey, you're living your dream. Oh, for me, it definitely is. Um, you know, I'm from I'm from the UK. We went through two recessions growing up. My dad got made redundant seven times. You know, we were really quite. Uh, it was very difficult, and um, it, it it was just a struggle. And even now, my my mum just can't actually believe that I make money from being a singer. You know, <laughs> it was always well, you can't do that as a career. You just you just couldn't. It wasn't even an option to even try. You know, it was yeah. it was just self deprecating. It's it's a it's a sort of it's a thing in the I don't know. <laughs> it's a thing that I grew up with. This is self deprecation type. Oh, well, you can't do that. It was <laughs> just the you know, and then that's why my first album was rose tinted through rose tinted glasses. Because all of a sudden, you, I, I came here and I had this overwhelming feeling that you can be an entrepreneur, you can put your mind to something and do it. Mm. And even if it bubbles away, I mean, I still, even now doing shows, my sort of overall goal, I mean, I, I do see myself as a business person as well, as a, a musician, is to bring jazz to different areas within WA in Perth, where I, I do sort of pop-up shows in warehouses or... So how does this come about? Do you approach the venues and say, this yeah. is my product, how about it? Yeah, basically. I mean, I've been working on the concept of dinner and shows or shows. Um, a lot of fringe festival acts are kind of hour long and they you know go to that and you go to that and go to that but I work on more of a like like la soiree where they've got two interval you've got an interval it's a whole kind of evening so so much more than just a singer oh I I I don't think uh there's really a kind of way to describe I mean obviously music is the passion but I actually believe my, in my soul that I'm bridge to bringing music to people not just I d- it sounds so cheesy doesn't it I yeah, don't it I don't wonderful I don't mean it to I mean musicians are incredibly talented people uh, when I say musicians I mean instrumentalists mm. uh, and I the vocals float over the top and bring a story and I get to showcase their amazing art it's sort of like the gallery, if you like, and I get to create that gallery and show off the art. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so it also makes sense that you come from London because <laughs> you see so much of that great stuff going on there. You tend to come back to Perth and I know Perth has a lot of stuff going on, but you have to find it. I yes. feel like yeah. you're in a big city, it's everywhere and it's easy, easily ac- accessible. Yes. Yeah. But when you come here, if you really look for it, you can find gems like what you're producing. I do feel this sense of being found by people. Uh, I've done this series of four shows and sat down with Cottesloe, worked with them. Basically on the back end of doing Fringe with them that was such a success, we used their top floor sunset room. We had the lovely sunset over Cottesloe, which is iconic to Perth. And it's it's just a wonderful location. And then they come and sort of have, have their show experience from sort of eight o'clock through to half past 10 type of thing. 
Yeah, so in the break, because, because I ha- I've done a lot of shows in Cottesloe, but uh, people have come to this series because they might have missed the first one, but there was the second and third one. And this uh, f- group of four just came up to me and went, we're here again. Like this, it was just this, are you from Perth? Like, as if I'm from somewhere else. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, wa- it was absolutely wonderful. Like, it was, I just thought, it's a sophisticated evening. It, they deck it out beautifully. And I provide all the sound, stage lighting, lights around the room, backdrop of curtain, like black curtain, so that it, you know, it feels like a, a jazz club. And we create a jazz club. And I can pop up. I've done warehouses, um, Fremantle Prison, even, you know, just the, the whole thing just kind of happens. Brilliant. Yeah, it's And so it's have wonderful. you got all of this gear stored at your house and you lug yeah. it all out and get your buddies and rope them in and yet yeah. they're your production team? <laughs> you yeah. your own production team and, and you just yeah. out for the entertainment as well. The new boyfriend, has he been, yeah. has he been your roadie yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and... Uh, Wish sort of making that question, Maitre D <laughs> as well, you know, like because it's it's, it's, it's it's so good looking. Can you just be on the door like, <laughs> and welcome all the ladies? And he touches the ladies, <laughs> like, that's their arms. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually hire a production uh, guy, uh, event team. So um, I do see myself as a business, and I hire people to help me. Uh, it's very sort of exp- I've expanded in that way, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's terrific. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the car's full most of the time, <laughs> um, and I'll do anything from rock up with no equipment uh, and everything's bumped in by the client to uh, providing little cabaret tables with tablecloths and candles and styling. Oh, I love it. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's great. It's as you guys know in events, it can be. Stressful. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? <laughs> and the timeline can blow out sometimes. What's <laughs> <laughs> the most memorable event that you've ever performed at? Um, gosh, it's really difficult. I did the WA Awards, uh, which was wonderful. I've also been flown up to Broome, and that was memorable from so many different reasons for Telethon. This was for, for Telethon Hawaiian do a, a a function up there uh, to raise money for Telethon and it's a, a very intimate but amazing weekend that you know it's not massively on social media but everyone's there and I mean they'll raise thousands and thousands uh, and it was wonderful to be asked because usually they fly someone in like Wendy Matthews or uh, they'll spend a, a lot of money and I was asked to put together this kind of jazz modern show and I was in Europe at the time working for Bravo on the UK cruise and it was literally like I'd fly in on the Thursday do a couple of rehearsals with the girls so I was coordinating uh, because I've got these showgirls dance showgirls and uh, so I was coordinating their dance moves and they were recording them and sending my YouTube and then I was on the boat learning these moves Uh it was memorable from that whole experience and then the whole weekend was just electric they had this chef that was doing sort of eight courses they only they they came up to me and said we only got through four because oh. everyone got up and danced because uh-huh. we because we did this whole dance great it was, feedback oh it was really good it was really really good it was, it was a wonderful weekend so that that was memorable from that doing a good job 
yeah, coordinating great. it all, curating, doing the timeline, organising nine musicians and uh, the dance school uh, um, choreographer to come to fly up, organise who was flying where, rooms, you know, just just the whole event stuff as well. Uh, it's amazing, and it's really a credit to Hawaiian or telethon or whoever was the decision maker to use someone from WA isn't it because we often have oh. those eastern states performers who are wonderful but look locally and there's a treasure trove oh it was and that's what I felt I felt sort of magnificent I felt really honored and I think part of that you know and the fact that then the standard was as good as previous years and Russell Mr Hawaiian mm-hmm. uh, actually said you know it was in terms of what he was after, the brief was nailed. And it, in terms of the entertainment, it was more engaging than any other year. Wow. I was I, – I, and he's written me a letter and I've got it all, you know, signed. He was insistent on on sort of acknowledging me and us for, for what we did that, that weekend because people Perfect. were dropping money left, right and centre. And he goes – he was sitting on his swing because he had this swing. <laughs> I don't know. We just wanted to sit on this swing. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Everybody wants a ticket to that weekend. Yeah. We're very familiar. I believe with it. it's, invite oh. o- it's invite only. It is invite only. <laughs> they charter a whole plane. Like yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And they do theming yeah. at the airport as well. Yeah. yeah. We've got connections now, Catherine. Get if us in. Let's <laughs> <laughs> call Russell. Know, yeah. Would you know, Russell actually had a, a gig not long after that. And he said, Look, I really want you to come. So I was this driven out, chauffeured out to Chittering to his residence mm-hmm. and did this. Um, four-piece sort of funk groove thing um support act for wendy matthews it was just fantastic i was just and you know just hanging out with kate lamont and you know all those kind of mr mrs max pies and (laughs) (laughs) and then i had to drive back pretty quickly because um had another gig (laughs) reality check (laughs) i know (laughs) that i bumped into before you know and then i bumped out and hashtag event life (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I managed to have a, some champagne on the way home in in the chauffeur-driven limo. Oh, that's so okay. that was like, not too bad. I know. I've just got to hold on to those moments. Um, one of the most uh, wonderful gigs I've ever done is the Bustleton 150 Year Jetty celebration oh, yes. that they put up a marquee at the end of the jetty, and so I I mean it's not that big, and they had. You know the who's who of Bustleton and Margaret River region, uh, and they, everyone went out on the train, and we had to get all our gear on the train, and <laughs> we've got photos of you know getting on the, that little yeah. train, um, and that that was just a great a great night, and to I suppose be be able to celebrate 150 years of anything in Australia like. Is, is yeah, it doesn't a, happen that often in Australia. <laughs> wonderful thing for me, yeah. And 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 the venue and having to get, I can't imagine what that bump in and bump out would have been like. Yeah, who approved that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nightmare, <laughs> but good. I mean, because the risky ones are the best. Yeah, uh, someone would have just gone, oh, let's just get it done. Yeah. And you've got the catering, you've got all the styling, you've got that no storage. Ambitious for sure. <laughs> To put any cases, I mean, we were in the aquarium <laughs> having dinner. I was like, "Yeah, let's go into the aquarium to have dinner," thinking I could look at the fish, and it was night time. Oh. <laughs> it was like black. I was like, um, "This, this really, I didn't really think this through." Yeah. <laughs> so, when you're not 
doing the event manager thing yourself and you're rocking up as the talent, what are some things you wish event managers knew when booking talent? Gosh, I work, I work with some really amazing people. So I, I couldn't fault event managers in Perth, to be honest. And a lot of my friends are. Big call. No, yeah. it, obviously the more stressed the person is who is the event manager on the night, the worse it is for, you know, it becomes difficult for everybody. But I don't really, you know, I haven't had that that bad experience. Uh, I suppose when booking, when thinking about talent, making sure that the, the guys are kind of ready for the talent from a production perspective so that no one's sort of waiting around. I've, I've had that experience. That's the only thing I'd say is I've rocked up and the sta- stage sort of hasn't been ready for sound check, but we've been paid to be there early because right. we often get paid for this early sound check. And so we might have to wait around for an hour before sort of sounds ready for the sound check. Does that make sense? That's yeah, the only absolutely. thing I'd say because that that is sort of not f- – it's not that it's not fair on the talent. It's not fair on the production staff either. Oh, gosh, I don't want to sound um, – Like a diva? Yeah. <laughs> I really don't. I, I don't need a sound check. I just need a line check. Like I don't – some people need a full rehearsal. We don't do that. We, yeah. we rock up, we need to check the levels, check I'm comfortable, maybe do a song where the drums are the loudest, maybe do a song where um, it's sort of intimate and be able to make sure that you've allowed for the, the room ambient noise mm-hmm. because well, obviously when you do sound check it's an empty room. Um, I, I don't need any more than that. So um, no demanding artist writers for you? <laughs> <laughs> I did think maybe I would do like, I don't know, uh, purple M and M's or something yeah. one day, <laughs> if ever I could. No, I'm really. Do they come in purple? I don't, I don't think know. I've seen a purple. No, we're gonna get purple ones for Catherine. That's, yeah. that's the point. That's my point. Oh. <laughs> that's just mean. And like just as a joke, <laughs> yeah. you know. Spirit level bubbles. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't really have. You know, I'm. I'm just. And this is going to sound a bit too humble, I suppose, but I'm just grateful to be part of such amazing events. I mean, I've done so many events this year. I did Asthma, WA, I've done uh, Black Diamond Ball. You know, it's just, it's wonderful to be part of such amazing events and meet really great event and sort of people trying to push forward, especially in the charity space mm-hmm. and just in the awareness space. Um, I've sort of supported uh, uh, sort of anti-bullying campaigns and things like that, Lifeline you know, and yeah, it's just, it's really nice to be part of the WA, I suppose, I don't know, events that sort of make a difference. Philanthropy. Yeah. 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 So yeah. as event managers, we were really, I, I in particular was very excited by the request for quote template on your website, oh. which is very well structured and I think probably comes from your background of being on the other side of it as well. What inspired you to include those questions? Um, I, I quite regularly receive emails saying are you available for a gig that's it yeah question mark <laughs> or i re- i was i was at your show do you do private functions <laughs> and so then there are questions of in order to bring about you know a, an accurate ish budget or to be able to work to someone's budget i like to think you know what style and vibe would they want and the I suppose insight would be if you came up to me and said I've got 80 people for a f- cocktail function 
and uh, we just want background. Well, I thought that that was the case for a gig uh, that I just I got approached recently by the WA Golf Club. They were doing 90th year anniversary, and uh, I, I he said it's about 80 people. And I said, look, do you mind answering these questions? Well, it ended up that he wanted to do a dinner and show, which is a lot more kind of intimate, a uh, bit of a more thought through timeline. When are we going to serve? When do you, you know, canapes on arrival? We've got to be set up earlier. You know, it's a very different experience rather than, say, um, World Gold Conference at the Perth Mint, which is Ooh. fabulous. I know. I was thinking, can you just drop some gold my way? <laughs> they pay you in gold bullion. No. Just drop it off with my million dollars, thanks. I felt like they paid me in food, actually, because it was so good. The best kind of payment. <laughs> oh, and they'd over kind of over-catered. So, like, do you want more? Do you want more? Yes. And I rolled home. <laughs> it was just outstanding. Um, but that was just rock up, unload. We've got a car park, you know, set up do the gig, go home, background. Very, very different. No timeline, really. They had 10 minutes of speeches and that was it. So with that template of a request for quote, you get an opportunity to um, have some insight as to what your client is kind of after when they book me. Because I can do duo, trio, quartet, quintet, six-piece. I can do funk, groove, background, kind of like a version, or the six-piece party band. Or you've got 10 shows to choose from. Um, so I, I got no idea and what the client's sort of after. And You're then I... streamlining those yeah. processes. Yeah. And then I can say, oh, well, look, based on... So for, for a bride especially, and, and this is the hardest thing for brides because they're not event managers. Mm. And it's, it's not any one job that's stressful for a bride. It's that there are 50 new jobs that they have to do and they've never done it before. So even that just one job of booking a band, it would be like, well, do you want... Because I've got a package of, that you could have a band and a DJ and we would basically provide the whole thing for the whole night. And in that case, it's sort of how many people, what do you want? And I've, I've done anything from duo, pre-ceremony, duo during the ceremony with guitar, then change location to do double bass, keys vocal trio jazz so it might be Ed Sheeran to start with then jazz and then later DJ or later might even be six piece party band so it's this whole kind of flow of basically how do you want the music to flow for your wedding Mm. that's the question I ask and it's my job to fit around what you want your day to look like you know do you feel like you can be quite an authority to all these brides that because you've done so many weddings that you can really hold their hand through the process. It, it feels like I can contribute to an area which they they might be going, oh, I don't really know. Yeah. And a bit rabbit in the headlights. It's sort of saying you can have anything you want. What's your budget? How did you want it to sound? Based on the number of people, did you want cocktail function? Are you having a sit down? When's your dinner being served? do you want music for canopy you know and you'll come up with this kind of flow mm. that then I'll be able to and those questions give me that insight I was gonna say brides are a good example because with the questions we saw I just realized there's probably people going oh I didn't actually think of that but because you've asked that on your request for quote they're like oh I should probably think about that a bit more if you're not an event professional and you're booking your services and so and also I've got a lot of inclusions so 
you know, you get PA thrown in, you get wireless microphone for speeches, lighting for the stage, obviously DJ lighting, uh, early things that you wouldn't need to know, you wouldn't think you need to know is, is your ceremony at the same place as the reception? The reception? Because if it is, you don't want your band or your DJ bumping in after your ceremony. You want everything set up, ready to go pre-ceremony, which might be three o'clock, but your band might not start till nine. Mm. So there's all of that kind of pre-chatting type of stuff that you then kind of work with. And every now and again, you get, we're not having any speeches, we don't mind, you know. We're easy. <laughs> yeah, we're really cruisy, <laughs> don't worry about But even then... Um, there's still some formalities that you th- wouldn't think. So bride and groom entry, do you want background music? What background music do you want? Are you going to announce each individual groom's party member as couples? And, I mean, some weddings I've done, specifically one recently at Manduna State, they wanted a different song for each of the different couples. They wanted a different song for the bride and groom to enter. And then they wanted to do a dance to another song but they wanted it cut off at one minute 45 Ooh, within that is specific because that sounds like my wedding <laughs> because something negative happens in the lyric at one minute 46 so, uh-huh. absolutely uh, it's you know and then there's the smoke machine and i had to put the thing oh in gosh. i didn't do it right and oh i was stressed <laughs> jeez yeah that's taking dry it to the ice next level. yeah um. I didn't put the lid on quick enough and I was in this ball of smoke. Because <laughs> you're supposed to put it in and it comes out the tube. Yeah. And I thought, do you know, I got this picture of me holding this tr- shovel and this box of dry ice going, the life <laughs> of a jazz singer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I just thought, in my ball gown. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'd done my bit already. Like, we'd done our gig. <laughs> Helping out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the request for quote is really because I've, have found that there's lots of other things like brides might not know that musicians sing 45 to 50 minutes in every one hour and then have a break and you can use that break for speeches or cake cutting or things like that people can go oh I didn't you know I didn't think of that yeah yeah yeah, I don't know what they don't know so what's the most memorable place you've ever performed I don't know Uh, like I've done functions where I've been in the middle of the room and there's been 2,000 people and you're in this circular room on a stage with a piano that's have you been to the that's interesting um the Ned in in London no that's what they do every night they've got a series of restaurants that are all it's it's an old bank it's the most did I tell you about this no it's the most amazing venue so it's an old 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 bank it's huge with the high ceilings and the most beautiful floors and there's all these different restaurants all in open plan, so there could be French there and Japanese there, and there um, you book into the various ones. But in the very centre of it, on a raised stage, is a jazz band, and it just services this enormous area of thousands of people. Isn't that amazing? Maybe hundreds of people. <laughs> yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's so brilliant. That's what that just reminded me of. You know, next to the Western, I'm probably going off track now, but you know, next to the Western, they've got that Hiberian. Iberian place. place. Yeah. yeah. How great would it be to have that there? That's Definitely. they've got that set yeah. up with the, the grass right and they've got yeah. yeah, and it's it's beautiful there. I thought I've always looked at that and thought, oh, do you know what? That would be really great to put there. Mm. There Pitch are it. a lot of Pitch restaurants. Andy Freeman. Pitch it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. That would be amazing. That's a great idea. Because it's bringing jazz my whole 
I suppose from a business perspective and as an event person, it's about bringing jazz to people in interesting or different spaces. Like I've thought of it and it's more of a kind of pop-up show, if you like, working with different venues and activating spaces that might not have jazz in them. So people don't necessarily have to go to the Addington or the Duke of George or an actual music venue. They it could really go classes anywhere up, doesn't it? Does it does a bit of jazz. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You've even classed up our podcast recording, actually, because yeah. we're all in our casuals yeah. and just come here and you're all so well-dressed. Very glam. Are you actually saying that that's casual? No, you look amazing. I'm wearing sneakers. Well, thanks. I do have one shoe off and one shoe <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm a heels wearer all um, the time, other than when I'm bumping into an event, because obviously, yeah, can't do that. Sneakers. Like last Always. night, can I? Oh, this isn't part of the podcast. I just last night, this guy comes up to me because I I pretty much get off stage, um, and it, if I had, if I, how do I put this? It's not. It's, I'm not breaking the illusion by getting out of my ball gown into bump out gear, because people will sort of hang around in the room, but I'm not going to pack down from my show in my ball gown yeah so I'll come back Fair. out yeah I'll come back out and, I'll be, and they'll be like oh so you're uh, taking the lights down then and I'm like yep. yeah <laughs> there's nothing glamorous about this job <laughs> other than the ball gown and the fact that I get to sing which is wonderful but that, I, I don't know people just think that I you know. just kind of sort of waltz in sing a few songs and waltz out again it's not. It's well, when not you're Marina like Pryor, maybe. But oh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what I need to put on my rider. I just don't want to have to lift anything ever exactly. again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crew oh. me up, baby. Oh. So before we sign off, Catherine, how can people find you, book you, learn more about you? I suppose I should firstly say that Catherine is spelled Catherine. Yes. So it's Catherine Summers, <laughs> and that's thanks to my dad who just thought, might he be just nice drop the it. E in the middle. <laughs> like, and I get all sorts. I get Catherine without the, the oh, end. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 incredible. So it's just katherinesummers.com.au. This is the song that Edith Piaf released a year after. So she she performed this song to her peers and they sort of didn't really think it was that great. And she sat on it for a year and a year later she released it. And it was, it's the song that made her internationally famous. And I think there's a lovely sort of message in there, uh, as well as the fact that it is a song that means life through rose-tinted glass. And it was written to give people a little bit of hope during wartime when their loved ones were away and might not come home, but they hoped that they would come home. And it's sort of floated through the wireless, I think, at that time. I just a bit of a romantic, I think. Maybe. <laughs> mm, and everyone's going to know it. Lizzie and Rose. Oh. Oui. Oh, gosh, now I'm really nervous. <laughs> and I, and I'm, I apologise because I know these acoustics and microphones aren't probably Oh, what gosh, you're I'm used such to. a diva now. Yeah. Quand il me prend dans ses bras, il me parlait tout bas, je vois. La vie en rose, il me dit des mots d'amour, des mots de tous les jours, et ça me fait quelque chose. Il est d'entrée de mon cœur, une part 
de bonheur dont je connais la cause. C'est lui, pour moi, moi, pour lui, dans la vie. Il me l'a dit, là, j'irai pour la vie. Et, et dès que je l'aperçois, alors je sens en moi mon cœur qui bat. Oh, that was beautiful. Mesmerizing. I know. I just shut my eyes and was, I don't know where I was, but I wasn't here. <laughs> that was beautiful. Very romantic. Thank you. Oh, yeah. brilliant. Oh, thank you so thank much you. for joining us in the green room. And oh, oh, thank you so thanks, much Catherine. for having me, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, jump into our Facebook group, Behind the Clipboard Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Yeah.